We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. It's game day. We've got Lakers versus Warriors tonight. Finally, basketball is back. Don't try to tell me what we saw last Sunday was basketball. That all-star game was a mess, but fortunately, that's behind us. And now we've got a big game tonight, Lakers against the Warriors. Unfortunately, no LeBron James. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about whether or not LeBron should have played in that all-star game. We'll talk about the Lakers' ability to win Without him, Christian Wood also out for the Lakers. He's going to be out at least a couple of weeks. So plenty of things for us to break down on today's show, including who needs to step up now that the Lakers once again are getting hit by injuries. Joining me today on our show, it's Mark Gunnels from Lakers Nation. Mark, thanks for jumping on. And uh, at this moment, are you still just living in victory after your uh, your Chiefs got it done in the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. Um, I'm very fortunate, you know, to be a part of Lakers Nation. We know all the titles that we have here. But as of late, my Chiefs are looking like the Kobe and Shaq uh, Lakers from the early 2000s. I know um, we're going for a three-peat, you know, just like that Kobe Shaq team did. That will be the first team in NFL history to do so. But even if not, I mean, three titles in five years, I think it's safe to say that we're a dynasty now. How uh, absolutely, absolutely. How confident were you? Like when when they went to OT and the Niners settled for a field goal at that moment, did you just know what was coming? Yeah, yeah. I think the Niners even knew <laughs> we all did what was coming. You know, even though they were hoping that they could get a stop. And I don't know why they got the ball first, especially with the new rules. So now Mahomes and them, they know what they have to do, and they have four downs because they're gonna have to go forward on fourth down, obviously, to continue the game. So. That was a crazy decision to me. And they got it to fourth and one at one point. And I was thinking, God, that, <laughs> yeah. that exact situation was why you don't take the ball first. Uh, but the Niners, maybe their defense was tired. But anyway, the, the Chiefs got the win. Congratulations to you, Mark. That was uh, that was certainly an exciting Super Bowl. And now you get to shift your attention to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, LeBron's out. <laughs> the Lakers announced uh, yesterday that LeBron would be out for tonight's big game against the Warriors. If we're looking at the uh, the NBA standings right now, the Lakers are sitting in the nine seed. The Warriors are tenth. So this is this is a big game. The Lakers have been winning a lot lately. They're seven and three over their last ten, but the Warriors are eight and two over that same ten game stretch. So, Mark, no LeBron James. Uh, what's what are your thoughts on this? A lot of Lakers fans, obviously, not excited. Again, there's the standings up on the screen. Not excited that LeBron is out, particularly 
I'm seeing a lot of back and forth on social media about the fact that LeBron played in the All-Star game and is now missing this game for the Lakers. Uh, how do you view that whole situation? It's definitely not a good look, especially considering even though he played in the All-Star game, that was four days ago, right? It's, it's Thursday now. So you, you would think that that will be a plenty enough time for him to recover and to play in this game and, you know, get this back half of the season rolling because like you mentioned this is crunch time now you're only a game and a half up on the warriors in the the play-in uh situation there for the nine seed and you have a chance to even get out of the play-in i mean you're only three games behind the pelicans three and a half to be exact so i mean it's not too far-fetched because i know you don't want to be in the play-in i mean we've been here before obviously but ideally you would like to have one of those top six seeds so where you don't have to fight for your playoff lives just to even get into the final eight. So I, I think in the way they've been playing lately too, like they've won, what, six of your last seven games? I mean, th this team is starting to put some wins together, so you would like to see that keep rolling, especially with your schedule. You know, your next four games are pretty tough, minus San Antonio. You got to play the Warriors, then you play San Antonio. You should win that game. Then you got at Phoenix and then the Clippers. So the, the next three out of the four is pretty tough, and they're all against Western Conference teams. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. That's that's the thing with this Lakers schedule, and now you've got LeBron missing. And like you said, it's not a good look uh, for LeBron to be be missing this game, especially when it's bookended, right? Le LeBron missed the last game before the All-Star break started uh, against the Jazz. Now he's missing the first game back and played the All-Star game in the middle. Now, there's some talk about where, well, he was going to undergo some treatment for his ankle, and that maybe, you know, would have, that's what's preventing him from playing in this one, whereas he was okay enough to play in the All-Star game. That's fine, but if he wasn't playing in the All-Star game, could he have done that treatment the day after? That Like, could he have done that, uh, what was it, last Thursday? Could he have done it a week ago? Could he have done that treatment then, rather than do it, you know, into, into this week, if there was some type of treatment that was going to take place? But Mark, when I when I look at this, I think this is what it, what it all boils down to. I think there's two things that are that are playing here. Number one, LeBron is extremely polarizing, and I think everybody, regardless of what you think of LeBron, will admit he's polarizing. Lots of people love him, lots of people hate him. So anything LeBron does, there's going to be people ready to jump on his case for it. There's going to be people ready to defend him to the death. Right? You're going to have a lot of. So I'm seeing a lot of those two things taking place right now but the bottom line for me from trying to, to play a mash a rational middle ground here it's if playing in the all-star game in any way made it more likely that lebron was going to miss tonight's game against the warriors then it's a bad look if doctors said you know what playing in this game will have no bearing whatsoever on whether or not you can go against the warriors then I'm fine with it. Then, of course, play, be part of the NBA's showcase. Adam Silver certainly will appreciate that. But if playing in the All-Star game made it less likely that he was a go against the Warriors, that is not a great look for LeBron or for the Lakers, given the importance of the regular season and the fact that the All-Stars, they specifically showed us that the game itself does not matter. So again, that's if and only if. It's that situation where LeBron knew that by playing in the All-Star game, it was diminishing his chances of playing in tonight's game. That's where it's a bad look. That's where I draw the line on this, Mark. Yeah, and here's another thing, too. We kind of look at the All-Star break as the midpoint of the season, and it's really not. 
I mean, mm. you're already 56 games into the season. There's only 82. So there's only 26 left. So I, I know like normally it's you you look at it that way and like, okay, it's the second half of the season. Well, the second half of the season's already started about 15 games ago. So I mean, now you're really at cr- crunch time where every single game really matters with it only being 26 games left. And like I mentioned, and you said as well, specifically against this opponent, I don't think it'll be as much backlash if this was against San Antonio, who you play after the Golden State on the second night of a back-to-back. I think if it was reversed and, okay, you sit out San Antonio because it's a back-to-back, and then you play against the Warriors on Friday. But since it's reversed, and you're playing the more high-quality team, the team that's directly behind you a game and a half in the standings, I think is why it gets more criticism. Yeah, I mean, you look at the standings. This is a this is a game where you need to push a loss onto the Warriors' record just as much as you need to put, to put a win on your own, and the Lakers are going to have a number of those coming up. So I think that's, that's also critical. You know, um, Mark, when I was getting ready for this show, I threw it out there to our channel members. And uh, to our all-star tier members, and I said, and by the way, guys, if you haven't checked out our, our YouTube channel membership program, you can click that join button if you're over on the YouTube channel and check out all the perks that are that are there. But um, I, I threw it out there and said, hey, you know, I'm going to have Mark Gunnels on the show. What are, what are some things that, that you want us to talk about? And uh, Yoda Masters said, why do the Lakers play so well when LeBron doesn't play? Is that the chemistry? Is it just that good that now, right now? Or are they trying to prove it? To LeBron that they really want to win. What's happening? You know, we talked about that last 10-game stretch. You said the Lakers are, you know, six and seven in their last seven. They're seven and three in their last 10. Uh, over the last 10 games, the Lakers have indeed, based on net rating, been better without LeBron James. Uh, LeBron on the floor, they've had a net rating of positive 1.2. LeBron off the floor, they've had a net rating of 5.9. Again, they've Based on the numbers, they've been better without him on the court than with him on the court. So for tonight's game, that gives you a little bit of optimism that perhaps they can survive without LeBron against the Warriors here. But why do you think that is, Mark, that the Lakers have over the last 10 games, which I would have to imagine is very rare that we see any stretch of games where the Lakers are better with LeBron off the floor than on. Why do you think that's occurring suddenly? Uh, I think it's a combination of things. I, I do think there is something to guys trying to prove it to LeBron and feel like they have to impress him with him being on the bench, especially at his age right now to where he doesn't feel the stress of having to check back in immediately because the Lakers gave up a 10-0 run and the, the lead is gone. So I think there's some parts of that. And then also I think the the obvious point here is probably the fact that LeBron James, we know he's always going to be a high usage guy, right? The ball is going to be in his hands a lot, whether it's playmaking or creating for himself. So I think when he's not on the floor, it allows guys to get into more of a rhythm to where they're not used to touching the ball as much. Or if they do, when LeBron's on the floor, it's like late in the shape, the shot clock when he's dribble driving and draws a double and just kicks it out to you and you got to catch and shoot. Now you can kind of get into a rhythm. You can actually feel the basketball, you know, dribble it a couple of times and, you know, create your own offense or even for others. So I think it's a combination of all those things. 
Yeah, I think that that definitely has something to it. You know, there's the the ball does seem to move more freely, and that frankly has been a big key to the Lakers' offensive resurgence over the last few weeks. It's been their ability to move the basketball. Their assists are through the roof. They've had the second-best offensive rating in the NBA in recent weeks. They've been really, really good. Part of that is they've been making shots, but also the ball movement has been fantastic from them. And you're right, there is there is an element where LeBron can be a ball stopper for as great, and I'm not, not, not good, but great of a passer as he is. He's one of the all-time greats when it comes to passing. He does sometimes have a ball-stopping element to his game. However, I do think there's something that is that's important here that we note. And because I already know the LeBron fans are probably angry at this conversation to begin with. Um, I, I think it's important that we note that while, yes, statistically, the Lakers have been better with LeBron off the floor than on over the last 10 games. You have to remember there's garbage time gets built into that. There's uh, bench units are getting built into that and whatnot. By no means am I saying the Lakers are better without LeBron. There's a difference. Saying the Lakers have had a stretch where they've been more successful with LeBron off the floor than on. That is statistically true. I do not think the Lakers are better without LeBron. I am definitely not making that assertion. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. (laughs) I think the Lakers, in order for them to get where they want to go, they badly need LeBron. They need LeBron to be at his best. They need him to be healthy. There's no question. This team is not going where they want to go without LeBron James. So by no means am I saying they're a better team without LeBron. But I do think for tonight's game, in terms of looking at it from an optimistic perspective, the fact that they've managed to have success without LeBron, which, by the way, was kind of the key to this whole roster build coming into the season, was that you put together a roster that could sustain itself when LeBron was off the floor. It's something they've been striving for literally for years now. So I don't think this is a bad thing that they can do this. But the fact that they are, I think there's something to the freedom that comes with this, where guys are more able just to put up shots in rhythm, in the flow of the offense, as the shots come to them. And they're kind of guilt-free shots where you know, hey, uh, D'Angelo Russell knows LeBron's not out here. I need to shoot this shot because if I don't, who else is going to score? Rui's got that. They got that mindset as well. These are guys that are able to now step up and take shots with confidence, knowing nobody's going to get mad mad at them for shooting the shot because who yeah. else is out there to, to shoot? Is it you're not taking a shot away from LeBron? Anthony Davis is getting doubled off. And so if you just take step up and take that shot, not only is it something that's going to get you in rhythm, but the team needs you to do that when LeBron is off the floor. So I think there's something to that that too. Guys are just letting it fly and not worrying so much about is this the right shot at the right moment when LeBron's off the floor. Yeah, and then like you said, I think obviously for the long run, this team needs LeBron, but I think in a short, small sample size, you can get away without having him because you still have some talented guys in this roster. I mean, when AD is out there, he can be the best player on the court, let alone your 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 own team. But overall in the whole entire game, no matter who the opponent is on any given night. So I think you still have that element. You know, we've seen D'Angelo Russell be able to step up in spots like that. Uh, Austin Reeves, obviously, when LeBron's not there, becomes more of the primary ball handler uh, off the bench and things of that nature. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, like I mentioned, and even Rui. Rui stepped up, right? You know, remember that Utah game, the last one? He had 36 points. He got 19 shots up. In that game, I'm pretty sure that's the season high. I don't think he shot more than 19 
in any other game this season. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. So I think that's a different another correlation to LeBron being out with him getting into that rhythm. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, Rui really stepped it up. In fact, let's just talk about this. So tonight's game, who is it? that needs to step up for this Lakers team. I'm assuming the starting lineup will be what we saw against the Jazz, where it's Torian Prince and Rui Hachimura joining uh, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, who's listed as probable, uh, by the way, the injury report. Max Christie and Cam Reddish may be back in action, both listed as questionable currently. But so, so Mark, who is it that you're looking at? LeBron's out. Who needs to step up, specifically against this Warriors team? I think it is Rui. Uh, that was kind of uh, a segue there for me because that's the guy I was going to highlight because, you know, last year he really came on, especially in the playoffs where people were saying, OK, it was just Washington. He needed a new scenery. You know, he's around guys that have championship pedigree that instill confidence in him. And we saw that, especially in two of the three series. You know, he struggled against Golden State. But if you look at that Memphis series in the Denver series, he, he played really efficient basketball in both of those rounds but if you look at this year he's kind of got to a slow start you know people before the year had high expectations and you know last year he kind of snuck up on people uh for a lack of a better term but now people were kind of expecting him to be that new young guy you know you got your austin reeves who you molded you know now you brought Rui in via trade could he be another young staple piece because he's only 26 years old. He just turned 26 a couple weeks ago, actually. So he's a fresh 26. But he's been kind of slow. But I will say, his last three games, he's averaging 24 points a game, shooting nearly 70% from the field and about 60% from three in the last three games. Obviously, the main one was against Utah when he had 36. Then he had 15 on high efficiency against Detroit. And then he had 21 on 9 of 13 shooting against the Pelicans. So I do think you got something brewing there. I kind of hate it for him that the All-Star break came because he's one of those young guys that probably want to keep going because he's starting to play his best ball of the season. But I still think that can carry over, especially tonight without LeBron being in the lineup. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I've got his uh, basketball reference page up right now. See 12 points. That's a little bit disappointing when Rui was averaging quite a bit more uh, in the postseason. I think we all were kind of hoping to see uh, postseason Rui, and that's what we we're looking for. But, uh, but as you mentioned, you look at what Rui has done over the last. Just look at the month of February. I mean, this is this is his numbers for the month of February. And by the way, his his stats for the season are are coming up. I mean, he's now at forty percent from three on the season and fifty two percent if you round up from the field, which is pretty damn good. But here's what he's averaging in the month of February: fifteen points. 4.7 rebounds, which I think actually that's the number that I'm really going to be keeping an eye on for tonight's game because the Warriors go small so much. Rui is a guy where you can play, you know, quote, smaller. The dude's still 6'8", 235, 7'2", wingspan. Like, he can give you so, some size out there. He's not a small guy by any means. Um, so he's going to have to be a factor on the boards. But 58% from the field, 43% from three. These are these are playoff Rui numbers. That's that's what we're talking about lately. And if you can get that out of him, that goes a long way towards you're never going to completely erase an absence from a guy like LeBron James. But this would help out quite a bit. This would help out considerably. I and mean, you look at the playoffs this last year for the Lakers um, and he was he was a guy looking the Western Conference finals, 15 points per game average with uh, playing 34 minutes. He was grabbing rebounds. He was doing everything that you needed him needed him to do out there. I think that's the type of Rui that we now need to see. We need to see playoff Rui engaged, and that's kind of what we've seen the last three games. Hopefully that's something that continues, because I do agree with you. I think that he could very well be the linchpin to getting a win tonight against the Warriors. You need a big game out of him. You can't have the two points in 38 minutes on one of five shooting that he produced against Denver uh in the what four games back you need the Rui that we've seen over the last three games yeah and for me not just for this game I think he could be the linchpin as far as depending on how far this Laker teams can go in in the playoffs I I, I truly believe that because I think you feel pretty comfortable knowing what you're going to get from LeBron AD even Austin Reeves and even D'Lo to a certain extent I know playoff D'Lo wasn't good last year, but sure. I, I still think he can be better than that. But I, I think Rui is a guy that's kind of that missing, kind of underrated, you know, teams aren't really game planning piece that could give you a solid 15 on a on great efficiency, right? Because he's not going to shoot, obviously, 19 times every game when LeBron is there, but he can get you, you know, a solid 10 to 12 good good looks and you know knock down six or seven of them and i think that's very realistic because he's going to get high quality shots because you can't you can't shade your defense to everybody you got to give up something right you're going to focus on lebron and ad obviously primarily and then you're going to have austin out there with them at times and even d'lo so i think Rui's a guy that can really step in there and kind of sneak up on teams and be that x factor and kind of can be the 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 the, def the defending factor in a way of how far this team goes. I think when he plays good, I, I feel like it's a good chance the Lakers are going to win basketball games. So I think he's a guy you look at as a barometer to see how good this Lakers team can be uh, heading on into the playoffs. And I'll tell you where he really benefits 
it's when the ball gets fed to Anthony Davis early and AD gets into a rhythm. Like if I'm assuming Draymond is going to defend AD to start the game. If Anthony Davis can either get a couple of quick fouls on Draymond or get, you know, get a few quick buckets, the Warriors, once they shift their strategy and they start sending the double, AD's become so good at passing out of those doubles. Oftentimes it's Rui on the opposite side that winds up being the beneficiary where the ball gets, it's a swing, 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 and then quickly it's a Rui jumper. Teams are choosing, we saw this against the Jazz, teams are choosing rather than give up a Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, or Austin Reeves open three, they're letting Rui be the designated shooter. And he, to his credit, is pulling the trigger and knocking those shots down. So I think that's another thing to keep an eye on. Uh, tonight against the Warriors, it's can Anthony Davis get going because then the defensive adjustment to send extra help to him will free Rui for even more opportunities. Yeah. Um, let me hit you with another name, though. The newest Laker, Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, I'm not expecting him to, to do a lot of the scoring, but you need somebody who can defend Steph Curry. And uh, look, the answer truly is there isn't really anybody who can defend Steph Curry, but who can at least make him work a little bit. Max Christie, fingers crossed. I hope he's back in action. I hope he's back. Cam Reddish, I hope he's back. Those are two of your better perimeter defenders. But first game back, do we want to throw those guys at Steph Curry? I don't know. We'll see how both of them dealing with right ankle sprains. We'll see what kind of shape they're in. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to get some critical moments where he's either going to have to close out on staff, he's going to have to fight through like 50 screens. Most of them will be moving screens that the refs won't call on the Warriors. And Dinwiddie's going to have some key moments defensively, and then offensively, he's going to be handling the ball a bit more with LeBron out. His playmaking is going to be more of a necessity. His ability to put his head down and drive to the rim, something the Lakers don't do a ton, that's going to be even more necessary here. I'm not saying he gets out here and play, plays 40 minutes or something like that, or he puts up a 20 and 10 night with assists or something. If it happens, great. But I think there's going to be some big moments in this game where Spencer Dinwiddie, his success or failure, will make a large impact on the overall Lakers' success or failure tonight. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's a guy that if you look at just his raw numbers this year from Brooklyn, you may not be too impressed. But I think a lot of that was because he wasn't really engaged. I mean, we know the Brooklyn Nets are not competing and winning at this point uh, in their franchise. So he's a veteran guy that's been around for a while now. I I just don't think he was too locked in there. You know, and he's sneakily kind of long for a guard. You know, he has pretty long arms. So he's a guy that can disrupt other guards and he can move his feet pretty well and then like you mentioned i think the main thing for me is have another ball handler out there another guy that can take pressure off of lebron and even austin Reeves and delo right to a certain extent because he's like i say he's a veteran he understands uh playoff basketball he's been there before and when you need a bucket he can get you a bucket as well so i don't really see too much of a downside from this pickup obviously it didn't really cost you anything and like you said, we're not expecting him to pay 40 minutes or anything like that. But I do think in a pinch, you know, if a guy gets in early foul trouble or, you know, guys just don't have it that night, he's a guy that you can call up even when he's cold off the bench because he's used to doing that. I think he can come in and contribute. Yeah, and that's just that he's a veteran. He's been been known throughout his career for always being ready, ready to go, uh, ready to step in at a minute's notice. So I think that's something that's important to note with uh with spencer dinwiddie but you know one other question that we got from our uh our channel members our all-stars was uh about d'angelo russell potentially being the key and this is mission 86 threw this out 
Uh, is is D'Lo the key to success for this season? And we can talk about whether or not he's the key uh, for tonight, but D'Angelo Russell's resurgence, his breaking out of his slump, and he talked about how he's just not thinking anymore. He's not caring about whether or not he takes the wrong shot and if that's going to get him yanked off the floor. And it's yielded tremendous results. I mean, we've talked quite a bit about whether or not the Lakers need a third star and you know all that sort of stuff. I would say that DeAndre Russell is playing pretty damn close to that level uh, over the last few weeks, at least. He's been absolutely fantastic, shooting the hell out of the ball. Uh, he's giving you, giving you buckets, giving you great shooting. In fact, here it is. I've got his... Uh, I've got his overall numbers for the month of February. You look at this. I mean, D'Lo, he's at, for the month of February, he's at 20.3 points, 8.2 assists with just 1.5 turnovers. 8.2 assists and just 1.5 turnovers per game. 42% from deep, 41% uh, from the field. He's been fantastic. He even go back into January, even when he was in some of his, a little bit of a slump, 23 points. Six assists, 2.2 or 2.5 turnovers then, shooting 46% from deep. He's been on a heater, and the Lakers seem to find success when D'Lo does too. Is is it actually D'Angelo Russell? Like as much as we talk, it's LeBron, it's AD. I feel pretty comfortable knowing we're going to get out of them on a night-to-night basis. Do the Lakers actually go as far as D'Lo takes them this season? Is, Is that where we're at? I think he's definitely uh, in that discussion when you're talking about guys outside of LeBron and AD. Uh, because at the end of the day, and no matter how good D'Lo plays right now, and I agree with everything you said, you know, he's been balling 100%, playing efficient basketball, a great assist to turnover ratio. But we know at the end of the day, Lakers Nation is ultimately going to judge him how he does in the playoffs because we saw what happened last year. He became unplayable. Uh, several times in different matchups throughout that playoff run last year. So he's going to have to right his wrongs and continue this level of play in the postseason because that's obviously when the intensity rises, guys can focus in on you more because you're playing the same team every other day. So I'm not taking anything away from him, what he's doing right now. I know it's great, but I'm just telling you, we know the pulse of the fan base and how they feel that they're waiting to see what he does in April and May. Yep, that's that's what's going to determine. I agree 100%. That's what's yeah. going to determine how D'Angelo Russell, how this season is viewed. That's going to determine what happens in free agency if he opts out of his player option, if he crashes and burns in the postseason again. Maybe he does pick up that player option for $18 million and change because who knows what will be out there. That would We saw it last year when he struggled in the playoffs. That really unraveled a lot of the, the positive momentum he had heading into the summer. Uh, in terms of his free agent market. And that could happen again should a similar path be traveled here for the for the playoffs. So hopefully that's not what happens, obviously, both for the Lakers and for him, because I do think that they need what he brings. The swagger that he plays with is contagious. When he has it going, when he's pulling up for on these transition threes and he's knocking them down and he's talking to the crowd, this Lakers team is different. This Lakers team goes to another level and his passing we talked about how the lakers have been moving the basketball recently his passing has been a big part of that uh, career high 17 assists last game i do think that particularly with lebron out yes it's Rui, it's spencer dinwiddie it's everybody's got to step it up a little bit 
but it just might be D'Angelo Russell that determines where this team goes. And that's I'm only saying that because we know what we're expecting out of Anthony Davis, and I feel pretty comfortable with what we're going to get out of Anthony. He is clearly the most important piece the Lakers have right now. But knowing what you're going to get from him, D'Lo becomes that swing player where if he is great, the Lakers have a much better chance of getting the win. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a game. Like, I know we're not going to have LeBron in this matchup, and it may seem like we're kind of coming off doom and gloom. You can still win this game. I mean, it's For not sure. like this Warriors team is world beaters. You know, they're very, very beatable, uh, even without LeBron James. And with, with AD being a handful, I think he's always a, a mismatch for the Warriors because they have to go small. You know, you're going to have Draymond on them most likely. And like you mentioned earlier, when he gets going early, it opens up things for Rui. And I think it opens up things for everybody else. I think it's a trickle effect. So if you get a lot of early AD, early and often, I think the floodgates can open offensively for this team, even without LeBron. Last time around, the Lakers and Warriors played themselves played uh, at the end of January. The Lakers won by a point in double overtime on that one. Um, how do you see tonight going right now? Just checking in on things. The Warriors with LeBron out are a five and a half point favorite, but I agree with you. The Lakers, I'm not counting them out in this game. How do you see this playing out? I honestly think the Lakers win this game. I, I really do. And you guys know, I would I would tell you if I didn't feel that way because I don't pick the Lakers all the time. But I, I really think without LeBron, like, like we talked about, in such a short sample size, you can get away with it in certain matchups. And I think this is a good matchup. You can get away with it because this is not a big team. So even though you're missing LeBron, you're still going to have Rui. You're still going to have Anthony Davis for that, that physical nature in the starting lineup. And I think you can still get away with that as long as AD can stay out of foul trouble, which I think he should because this is not a team that attacks the rim like that. We know the Warriors are more of a jump shooting team, you know, obviously with Steph, Clay, and those guys over there. So I think he can definitely stay out of foul trouble. He can kind of float defensively. Right, because you're not worried about Draymond Green. You'll you leave Draymond Green open. You'll live with that. That's fine. If he makes some threes, hey, if you lose like that, you, you'll you'll take it. To, you'll take it any day. So I think he can definitely conserve a lot of energy in this matchup and really get after it offensively. I think you see a big Anthony Davis night, not just points but rebounds as well. And then when they do attack the rim, you get a couple blocks there also. And I think other guys like Rui. I think Austin Reeves has a game. I think. Uh, D'Lo continues to play efficient basketball with the assist to turnover ratio. So I, I I feel comfortable. I think even five and a half without LeBron feels like a little too much still. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the Lakers really do have a shot to win this thing, even in Golden State. I'll tell you this, just to preemptively say this, because you know the Warriors fans, should the Warriors lose this game? Warriors fans Friday morning in homeroom, they're going to be complaining about this. The free throw discrepancy. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. It's going to be. And it's, it should be expected. And no, that's not because the NBA is cheating or rigging things for the Lakers. The Lakers wouldn't be the nine seed if the NBA was rigging things for them. You've got the Lakers that do more scoring at the rim than just about anybody in the NBA. And the Warriors that are terrible at defending without fouling. That's a bad combination right there. To top that off, the Warriors on their own offensive end, like you said, Mark, shoot a they ton of jumpers. Don't and the Lakers, the perhaps to a fault, don't foul defensively. In fact, they give up open looks rather than foul. 
So there is, I would look, if there's not a free throw discrepancy in this game, the, the Warriors are going to win, right? Like that's the, the, it would be like if the Lakers equaled the Warriors in three point makes, wouldn't you yeah. expect the Lakers to then win that? That should be the Warriors big edge. The Lakers should have an edge in free throw types because the way these teams play basketball. So it is it just preemptively getting out in front of it because you know it's going to be a talking point. It should be expected that there will be a three throw, free throw discrepancy because there's a big difference between the way these two teams play on both ends of the floor. It's strategic. It's intentional. And so it should not be a surprise if the Lakers shoot more free throws than the Warriors do tonight. I'm glad you got out in front of that early because you know <laughs> – uh, after the game, if they lose, they're going to be in their spaces on X or Twitter, whatever we call it these days. They're talking about, oh, the league is rigged. They shot 20 more free throws. I can hear it already. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. That's coming. That's coming. They, they got to have something to talk about around the quad in the morning. Uh, but let's let's get uh let's get this win tonight let's do it let's get this thing done lakers nation will be over on playback playback.tv slash lakers nation calling the game live you can come watch it with us there you can also watch it with us on our youtube channel youtube.com slash lakers nation come hang out with us there you can at least see our, our play-by-play there as well hang out with us during the game we'll get through it together we'll celebrate a win together hopefully that's what we'll be doing uh tonight but again come join us mark Always a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for jumping on the podcast. Hey, man. Anytime, bro. Till next time, everybody. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. See ya. And stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.